Welcome to the Stephen Shields Radio Show. I've got T. Lapia back on. Happy New Year, T. Happy New Year, Steve. How are you? Yeah, good man. What are you working on now for 2000? Uh, well, I'm still finishing up this uh, EP slash album uh, that I've been doing for a little while. And then I'm going to try to go straight into um, EP number two and put that out this year as well. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to? Yeah, me. I've been uh, podcasting as well. Been loving it. Um, Beautiful. What else have I been doing? I've working on another album for this year. Nice one. And uh, you know, just um, yeah, working the social media, building the following up. That's very hard. Beautiful. You know, and just enjoying entrepreneurship. Yeah, are you enjoying the process of doing it? Yeah, I love it. You know, nice one. Gets me up on a um, Monday morning. I look forward to Monday. Nice one. Yeah, I feel similar about um social media. It's kind of a necessary evil, I guess. I don't really enjoy it, but you got to do it. Mm. Especially if you don't have a marketing person, that's the hardest. Yeah, that is hard. I think that's like. At least for me, that's like a long-term goal is to kind of find someone who can do all that so I don't have to engage in it because I just, it just doesn't feel right. Mm. Yeah. And uh, with music-wise, what are you doing? Performance? Are you gigging or what's what's work like for you? Uh, I haven't been doing any gigs, but that's the goal this month. This is February. So I'm going to start doing some busking and then start booking in some gigs and just even do like acoustic gigs and yeah, things like that. And then kind of further into the year, do more kind of full live band stuff and just keep working on that. Mm. Yeah. It's the goal for this year is just get good at playing live. What about you? Yeah. Wanting to grow the podcast. Um, hopefully getting some, um, getting some actors on from actors oh right right amazon prime some um oh nice one maybe in the future get some famous people that i admire a lot i love it you know i see how hard you've been working man i I think it's great you're putting out so much content and uh it's just hard to get the followers uh, with the whole algorithm, are you struggling with that too? Building your Facebook page and the Instagram? Yeah, I, th- I think that this year I'm going to, I don't think I know that this year I'm going to spend a lot less time on Facebook and Instagram and kind of invest more time into, say, YouTube and like the streaming services and maybe even TikTok as well. Because I think that Facebook and Instagram, they've kind of, gone so far down into the territory of uh, ads and generating profit that the natural engagement has really dropped off and it's not worth it if you're if that's what you're trying to use the platform for is to kind of get your music or content out there I just don't think it's obviously like it's it's good to have it on there still but I don't think it's the place to go for natural engagement I do think it's a place to go if you want to do paid uh, social media advertising, like Instagram and Facebook are probably good in that sense. But as far as organic reach, yeah, I just feel done with it. But I think that YouTube and TikTok is still really good for that. So 
I'm going to try yeah. to put all my time and energy into that. The hardest thing with YouTube is getting the subscribers and the watch time. Mm. Um, now, my channel's in, say, one year, got 54 subscribers that uh, I'm very thankful for. Yeah, I think that's great. Honestly, like, that's a, a pretty good amount for for a year and uh if you look at anyone that's done it long enough and has been successful like they all start out really similar you know it's um the hardest part is like those first few years doing it and then like you see some people who post up they kind of like the graphs of what the subscriber count looks like or has been like and it, it does start out like that it's like the first year is like 50 subscribers the second year is 100 subscribers and then if you keep doing the same content and keep working at like whatever it is that you do all of a sudden the algorithms kind of figured it out and can start pushing it out to the right people because that's essentially what it is it's just giving these algorithms enough data and enough consistent data as in like doing enough of the same thing like say if you were to suddenly change up what you're doing and be like oh, i'm going to stop doing the podcast and i'm going to start doing a cooking show then it would be like, in a sense, like starting all over again for you, you know, like in terms of the algorithm. So, um, so yeah, so just doing it consistently and getting enough data into these algorithms that they can find, that they can understand what you're doing and then find people that will engage with it. Because like ultimately these algorithms have like two goals and that is to keep, uh, for, for the end user that's like consuming the content the goal is to keep them on the platform for as long as possible and then the other goal is to find the right content that does that yeah exactly exactly no that's that's uh that's 100 right what you're saying um but uh you know what i love about podcasting is uh I can talk a lot of other topics beside music all the time because I get bored if I'm just talking music. Whereas YouTube, I have to keep it to music and uh, I think my Facebook and Instagram as well. But uh, yeah, no, podcasting's fun. Yeah, I love what you're doing. It's um, it's great and I love coming on here and doing it with you. Mm. So what do you do now? Are you, uh, what are you doing with as t dot what are you working on today well today for example i need to do some final recordings for uh electric guitar and acoustic guitar so i've been in the studio last week and the week before mixing the ep and there was just a few little parts that weren't working and there was also one of the guitars uh this guy which i really love it's a lend from one of my friends mm. uh the intonation had gone out on it and it was audible in some of the tracks that uh that the tuning didn't quite sound right like even you know what i mean like as much as you try to tune the guitar it's not an issue of that it's more like the the wood has walked with the weather because you know the hot like the heat's coming around the wood starts moving mm. and uh so i had to take that to get set up again from this uh great dude in kingsgrove called Eamon Smith, name drop, go check him out. He's on Instagram and uh, everyone, everybody loves Eamon, yeah. And he does great setups and good price and he's just a cool dude. Mm. 
so yeah, I just went and got the guitar set up on the weekend, and then I'm gonna re-record some of the parts with that today. Mm. And um, yeah, there's just so many. I think I'm sure you're the same, but when you're doing, when you do everything yourself and like cover every like aspect of the project, like there's so many little things that you need to do all the time. Like whether it's you know creating images or video content or just like handling random aspects of the business side of things and you know a lot of people say i just thought of this recently and it's probably not that original but like everyone says you know do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life but i think mm -hmm. it's more like do something you love and you'll never really stop working like mm. <laughs> that makes sense i don't know do you know what i mean yeah you're always kind of doing something and again you do love it but you're like always thinking of something or doing something and I yeah i love it mm. yeah so uh as uh as t doc lapea do you have to work uh, do you have a job or have you you started working on your dream full time no i do have a job so at the moment i do kind of hospitality like hotel industry work mm. which is really good and has kept me going for a long time and like put me through university and you know helped me to buy all the gear that I currently have and I'm really grateful for that and it's not what I want to do long term but at least for most of this year I can see myself still doing that to kind of just pay off some stuff and get ahead and yeah it's good work you know like it's um a lot of just working with people and uh I don't know, like I'm personally, I'm a pretty introverted person and that job requires a lot of extroversion. And so it's very, it's tiring for me. I find, I don't know. I don't know if you like that, but like when I spend a lot of time like talking to people, I just, it just like exhausts me, but I do love it. It's just, I can't do it all the time. Yeah, no, I'm I'm building my company Shields Productions full time. I'm going to TAFE. Nice man. Certificate three in business administration. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask if you're doing this full time now because it seems like you're you're putting like a lot of like full time effort and like well, ideas I, into it. I work my business part time, say a minimum twenty hour a week because of medical. But um, oh, nice. Uh, it's just better for me to work uh, part-time as an entrepreneur. However, it doesn't always work out because if I've got to do an interview at three or six in the morning one day, you know, I, I will do it and get up for the podcast. Yeah. But uh, that's what I love it's about it. to do it. It's good. You know, and uh, as far as uh, what else are you doing besides music, dude? Oh man, not a whole lot else at the moment. It's kind of not going to say it's a pretty boring life, but it's just uh, just back and forth at the moment between like doing the music stuff and then like making making the money to do the music stuff. And this is the year I'm really hoping to kind of break that cycle and be able to create a return on the music stuff, even just a little bit, like to just get by on and just be able to just do it full time and then I would love to have time to like do more reading and like I used to do a lot of hiking and really miss that 
And um, yeah, I to try to go, you know, like try to keep my fitness up and like go to the gym a few times a week, which is always really good. And yeah, what about yourself, Ben? Like, what do you do in your downtime? Yeah, I'm doing yoga at the moment. Nice. I get up every morning. I do my meditation. Uh, watching Amazon Prime is pretty much my downtime. Pretty much. What have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching a few movies. I'll tell you now. I watched a movie called Convict. Um, I watched a movie called Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Transformers uh what else you know jumanji's on there as well uh, south park rambo with sylvester stallone great movie yeah it's good stuff dude you know hobbs and shaw with dwayne johnson uh What's that about? i was like the fast and the furious oh right yeah but no vin diesel in it uh, checked out Bloodshot by Vin Diesel. So that, those are the stuff that I'm watching, man. And I uh, got Audible as well. Nice one. Educating myself. How do you find audiobooks compared to physical books? Uh, better. Do, you, do you find get the same effects from it or like? Yeah. Well, I've actually found uh, online learning. I, I can't do it, man. I have to do it audio. That's fair. Tune out, dude, because this whole online learning, I, I can't, no. Nah. I can't even read books digitally. I just, no. Nah. Yeah, no, I get you. I I feel the same, and I've been thinking about getting into audiobooks, but um, at the moment, I just have heaps of physical ones. When you say online learning, do you mean like doing, say, Zoom calls and things like this? Yeah, webinars and... Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I don't think it's worth the money really like mm. i wouldn't want to be doing uni last year or this year like it uh, depends on the course and the university but i feel um it's not worth the money you pay you pay so much money to go to university yeah i would have taken a year off last year yeah i think that'd be good Did you, have you finished your degree yeah i finished in oh no it's a long time ago now it's 20 graduated in 2019 mm. yeah feels yeah, like no, a lot, such like... a long time ago well tape's gone back to on campus anyway which is good hopefully it stays that way because just learning from a computer at home is just not the same most definitely what have you been learning at the moment i've been learning about celtic history medieval history on audible gotta to listen to it all over again that's awesome um what, is that your family lineage the no, celtics no it's from the great courses plus um yeah some stuff by dr phil robert kiyosaki napoleon hill as well that's what i'm just nice quoting from audible what about yourself? I really want to read uh, a few fiction books. One of them is The Alchemist from Paulo Coelho, something mm. like that. He's Brazilian, but uh, it's a famous fictional book about 
just like going on a journey and I'm sure it's, it has some great relation to all of our lives. And uh, there's a few books I've got lined up, but yeah, all just paperbacks that I bought a long time ago and haven't had the time to get around to. But this is my, this is going to be the year I reckon that I'm going to get back into reading and really just make that a full-time hobby. Mm, mm. No, that's good, dude. That's, what, that's... Uh, what interested you in doing the medieval history and the Celtics? No, I just like history. Uh, always like to keep learning beside music. Um, yeah. It's just fascinating. I'm not a historian, but um, when me and David Lewis was on the podcast, we, we talk a bit about history as well. I saw that with David Lewis. It's, that yeah. was really cool to see him because he was uh, I had Tim Brewer uh, on as well. That was, that was a great episode. Mm. And uh, yeah, now I'm enjoying it, you know. Nice. It's always good to talk other things. Yeah. You know, get everyone's different perspectives. I like your posters in the background, dude. <laughs> Thank you. What are they? Um, I've got the Smiths. Yeah. And the album is, I think the album's called Me is Murder. I have to double check that. Mm. A lot of them are ones I go when I was like, 16 or 17 and they just kind of remain there but they're all about to go soon i got yeah the smiths meet his murder there's the strokes one back there and Arctic monkeys and then there's one up there mm. it's all the different albums and yeah you just have a dark punk one as well great so when you're writing your your mu- albums, are you working from home or you got to you hiring a studio? Are you? Well, I'm doing the writing and recording at home. I've got like a a decent setup to do that, and then I take it into the studio in Marrickville and get it professionally mixed with this guy Daniel Tolley, who's a legend, and he does like a lot of the mixing. And um, I've done mastering with him in the past as well. And uh, he's just great all around audio and really helps. Like he also did a lot of the production as well. You know, like I I come with a lot of ideas about how I want it to sound in the mix. Um, but Daniel always has amazing ideas, and you know, in truth, like this is really like a producer on a, on all this stuff as well. And uh, sometimes he just has great ideas about just little things about arrangement or just like cutting parts or like moving a part to another section of the song and just little like tiny things that um just help the song so much you know mm. yeah so yeah yeah mostly at home i was watching watching a show on amazon prime last night with metallic on the black album oh yeah they worked on that for like it was like one year they worked on that yeah i one whole year to make an album they're always just changing things up um adding things into the mix like the some of the orchestral stuff from michael Kamen is so low in the mix you can't hear it you think that it, um you can't like hear it but can you feel it do you think yeah you can feel it like like the unforgiven yeah. 
uh, intro with the acoustic guitar and then then play it like, I don't know, it's like a chord progression. You can't hear that hmm. when James is playing it. Um, as he starts I find it so it. interesting. No, I, yeah. I, I think I know what you mean and I agree with you. I, um, I think this is something that I'm learning now as I can do music for is that it takes time to if you want to do something like really like properly into it right it really does take a lot of time i think one year is actually like a pretty I'm not sure but like it's a pretty decent amount of time like, i was um there were a few good albums or a few great albums that i was listening to recently that i was reading about and uh one of them was stevie wonder's songs in the key of life mm. and that took them three years to make that mm. three years like a song like you know just tiny revisions and um you know but then you get songs out of that like isn't she lovely and so duke and i wish and i i really you know i start to wonder if like that amount of time is really what's needed for like the amazing songs in the world um because it is all those little things you know you're right shut the window It's got someone mowing the lawn. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So what, three years to make an album? Yeah, three years for Songs in the Key of Life. And then another one was uh, Gacho by Steely Dan. That was about three years as well. You know, they had like a lot of personal problems. You know, like his life, when you're doing these things, like life still has to go on or, and you have to try to live your life a little bit. Um, so that's it, you know, there's always setbacks. Another one was uh, Daft Punk and Random, it's called Random Access Memories. That was another one that was three years. So I think they did one year of uh, tracking professional musicians and like, talking like some of the best professional session players in the world. Um, they were just doing that in LA for about a year. And then they spent like maybe another year just like picking the best takes and putting the tracks together. And um, they ended up, I think one of the last things they did was getting the features on that album. If you know it, I'm sure you know the song Get Lucky with Pharrell Williams was the big hit from that mm -hmm. album. But uh, bringing in people like Pharrell Williams, that was one of the last things they did, um, which I find so interesting because it's like the vocal is one of the biggest things that makes the song. But they had, uh, I don't know, it's such a rabbit hole trying to think about it. But, um, but yeah, I find I found that so interesting. Like it took them such a long time, and it was so much just meticulous little little changes and that's maybe that's what makes it great or sometimes it's the opposite sometimes making something that's like really just quick and like just comes out of you is like also really great i don't know i think it's really i, I think you really think it's one way or the other mm. yeah i'm trying to get better at just um just doing just being more like in the flow of things and you know there's no right way of doing it 
What about like, what do you find when you're working on your music? Do you, is it like a careful, meticulous process or do you feel it very quickly and you just know, like you have a sense of where it needs to go? Yeah, I have a sense uh, of where it needs to go. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Not well, so I think that... Mm. I mean, I do have tracks that, are, that I have stuffed up and then they go in the sort of, they go in um. Uh, what's that pile? A different direction. Oh, oh, they're like drop pile. Yeah, that don't make the album, which is fine. And fuck. Yeah. Inspiration. I can take something out of it. I love that. It's all um yeah. As someone once put it, it's all compost. Like even the even the bad stuff that you write is like manure for good stuff or something like that. Mm. But um. Yeah, you look at Metallica's uh, Injustice for All album, there was no bass in the mix. You couldn't hear it. Yeah. And they turn, it turned the snare drum up so loud. It was... What year was that released? It was in the 80s, okay. dude. Uh, yeah, I always wonder about... Um, I feel like the 80s and... Uh, like, even the late 70s, 80s and 90s, there was a lot of change in the listening medium. So, like... You know, just the way that people were consuming the music, and I really think it affected the the way that people mix things a lot. You know, like say, say if in the early '80s, that's when like I guess like what CDs and Walkmans are like starting to come about. Like, you definitely have to mix differently to what you would do for vinyl. You know, and then digital comes around, and you have to do it all differently again. So, oh yeah, I always wonder if like you know we look back and we think like yourself like you say when the bass is in the mix or the snare's too loud like is that just because we're listening on digital or like i wonder how that would have sounded when it came out like on the listening format that was popular at the time it's so hard to get that perspective you know exactly you know you know and uh yeah it's I suppose things have changed a lot too. Yeah. Um, it was uh, cassette tapes. Yeah. That's probably, yeah. That would be the biggest thing is the transition from cassettes to CD to digital. And like, um, yeah, I'm sure that it would affect how you, how you make music and how you mix it and, um, even yeah the mastering especially mm. i'm sure mm. that it's, that's something we studied at uni but i can't fully remember that well but i'm sure there was something about that mm. you know but uh yeah uh besides music you you playing video games what do you do oh i used to love playing video games like i was such a such a gamer and uh Kind of gave that up like not fully but i, I gave it up a, a lot of it and like the, yeah it was definitely like a period that i didn't play for like six months to a year and on and off like that like i you know in the last six months i haven't really played but every now and then i might reinstall like a game and just catch up with some friends on it like kind of social thing because it's especially with covid it was really good to um do that socially i was playing uh 
after I finished up some of the studio time last week, I just needed a day or two off and I was like, what am I going to do? I reinstalled the game Portal 2, if you know it. And no, uh, I haven't heard of it. Oh, check it out. I love it. It's like, um, you've probably seen it, but it's like, it's, it's a puzzle-based game and it's, it's a lot of like problem solving, but the kind of, the, uh, the trick to it is that like you have a device called a portal gun mm. and it creates like you have you can shoot two portals like and you can go between the portals so like you can choose where the portals go you'd have to I don't know if i can explain it that well but if you check out a video then it's pretty cool and it has like a you know there's a story to it and it's very like sci-fi and like but it's so it's such a funny game as well i really yeah, so I was playing Portal 2 for a few days and I really loved that. It reminded me of like when I used to game a lot. Nah, good on you. Yeah. Do you play anything? I got Call of Duty Mobile. Um, I can tell you now what I've got. I've got Sonic Dash. I've got South Park Phone Destroyer, <laughs> Mario Kart, Mario Run, and just a dirt bike game and a Sudoku occasionally. So yeah, I've noticed a lot of games getting popular on on uh, iOS and Android. Yeah, like Fortnite at one stuff. stage was on um, uh, iPhone, but I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, I don't know. I um yeah, I don't have any games on my phone at the moment. But I've always wanted to get a uh, Professor Layton, which is like another puzzle game. If you ever had like a Nintendo DS, it was like very popular on that. Mm. But um, what do you do on what's Call of Duty on mobile like? What do you do? Yeah, it's pretty good. You got the battle royal. You got like uh, multiplayer as well. Nice one. It's fun. Yeah, you gotta have some way to disconnect like that. And um, I find when you play something like that, it's very different. Like it helps me disconnect and relax in a very different way to say something than like TV or mm. like it's still mentally sti- like stimulating enough, but it's I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Explain it. No, that's it. How do you feel about marketing in two thousand twenty one? Hmm. I think that it's uh, it's a really weird time. It's probably like a very transitional time. I really, I really feel like Instagram is not going in a good direction, and it's probably headed towards about where Facebook is at at the moment. Instagram like is always exists. changing, dude. Like yeah. Little things like they've added the highlight reels now. Um, I remember like what you used to be able to live stream on Instagram, but then you used to be able to post it on your story for 24 hours. Now, I was just thinking that the other recently I streamed on Instagram and I, I, yeah, I thought the same thing. You can't, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but if you ask me, I would say they're getting too greedy and trying to do too many things. And uh, I think that for the time being, they're not losing a lot of traffic and users on the app. But I would say that if they don't change something this year, is the year that people will 
stuff to just find alternatives or just not use it as much. Like TikTok's very big, but TikTok owned by Instagram? No, so TikTok was originally owned by because I don't use TikTok. I use Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't have time uh, for TikTok. Yeah, no. What's TikTok is very time consuming. But um I'm just happy uh, with my socials, that's it. Yeah. Honestly, if you I don't know, this is just my my opinion, not advice, but my plan for this year is to just double down on YouTube and TikTok because they mm. kind of serve two very different purposes, but both still have a great organic reach and engagement. So like you could you could say like you know do YouTube and Instagram, but I don't think that the organic reach is there on Instagram anymore. Whereas TikTok still has that and YouTube has always had that, you know. So like the, the point of having those two platforms is that they serve different you know purposes like YouTube is more long form content. And now YouTube has the option to do stuff like polls, post text, yeah, do text posts and post images. The problem and, with um, that, if you don't have enough subscribers, then how are people going to engage with those posts? Yeah, definitely. If you're a small it, That's true. I'm sure that um, even if you're a small channel, if your subscribers will still see it in their subscription feed. Because one yeah, day they, I'm looking grow? at hopefully getting the YouTube, you know, that award. Oh yeah. Like, um, is that like a thousand subscribers and you get like a partnership? Is that yeah, it? Uh, like a hundred thousand, then you got a million, you got different ones. So that's where I'm looking at. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. If you, if you think about like platforms come and go, but YouTube is what since like 2008 2009 it has really just been so like steady and consistent and never gone anywhere and i don't think it will go anywhere i think that it will always be there and you know it could even come to the forefront like if they kind of figure out how to take a little bit of what instagram and TikTok do and put it on their platform maybe people just use youtube What's the difference between Vimeo and YouTube? Oh, that is a great question. I think that I think that Vimeo are a little less strict. Mm. So they're a little more lenient on um, what you can post on their platform, and maybe there's less ads and advertising. Do you have to su subscribe to be able to use that? Yeah, I think you're right. You have to log in and have an account on Vimeo. Hmm, yeah, I reckon. YouTube is very ad heavy now. But uh, if you get YouTube premium, it's just no ads. Mm. And I and I almost think like fair enough because it's been the service for so long and it's been free for so long. Like imagine you know, what happens if YouTube, keep, if it keeps going for like another 50, 60 years, they still have to store all of those videos and have the infrastructure to be able to deliver that out to people. Like that's expensive, man. You know, Google makes a lot of money, sure, but um, has to be, has to bring in money as much as it takes it. Mm. Mm, exactly.
Well, look, no, I'll look up Vimeo now. Uh, yeah, check it out. I do know that, uh, so my singing teacher, he is creating like a web platform, essentially like an online singing course. And I know that he's using Vimeo for his uploads and embedding videos. So essentially like in his web platform, mm. yeah, there'll be like the text and then the video lesson and he's using Vimeo. And I think that's because it has great options for privacy and embedding and hosting. So like you can easily have a video that's private on, on Vimeo and can't be seen by anyone unless, you know, it's posted with that certain embedded link wherever See, you want to put it. They want you to pay like 24 a month for a basic. For Vimeo? Yeah, one terabyte uh, storage every year. So it's not free to upload on Vimeo, is that right? Yeah, and then you've got Plus, which is five gigabytes a week. Screw that. Why are they it's interesting. people to upload videos? I think it's because they don't have any ads on their platform. I think I think it's really interesting. Like it serves it totally, it does the same thing as YouTube almost, but it serves a totally different purpose and market. Mm. You know? Yeah. One day I'll figure it out maybe. But I think YouTube's great, you know, like doing most stuff. Mm. What's your plans for the day? Uh, well, after after we finish, I'm gonna hit the, hit the gym, um, and then I've got to do my scheduling for social media posts. Um, I'm prospecting some celebrities to hopefully they can come on the show. I love it, man. Just ask always, right? Like, why not try? Who are you looking at? Who are your uh, big idols? Uh, Chris Jericho, Eminem, Jennifer Lopez, Hans nice. Zimmer. Why not? Uh, Randy Orton. The wrestler? Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, uh, Kevin Hart, Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz. Uh, James Hetfield. I think it's great, man. Why not try? And uh, you know, like even uh, someone like Hans Zimmer. Maybe maybe you can't get Hans Zimmer, but uh, I'm sure that Hans Zimmer employs a lot of people that work for him and compose for him. So mm. you know, maybe maybe you can get one of those people that work within the company, and um, mm. would be happy to talk about the process or something like that. Yeah, so that's where I see the Stephen Shields radio show going. Nice one. See, um, Keep at um, it, man. You know, John Cena. I'd like to have John Cena. Hello. Um, you know, Bret Hart, the wrestler. Are you pretty into wrestling? Yeah, I love wrestling. I don't watch nice WWE anymore because it went PG. If I was going to watch wrestling, yeah. it was all elite wrestling. Because that's wrestling. Gotcha. It's not a kid's show. It's just 
when uh, Eddie Guerrero died and Chris Benoit died, uh, like wrestling was actual wrestling back in 2005. John Cena, that's when he started going in his prime. He made a rap. I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because huh. Chris Jericho is in a, in a band called Fozzy as well. Wow. They do it all these guys, huh? Yeah. But WWE is just not the same anymore. It's just, uh. I remember uh, watching a bit of it when I was young, and I could swear there used to be like a lot of blood and like maybe a bit of swearing. And like, is that what you mean? Like, is it all, yeah. is it none of that now? Nah. Is and then you had the attitude era with Steve Austin and The Rock, <laughs> Triple H, Kurt Angle. That's what made it entertaining too. Bring back, bring back R-rated wrestling, huh? Well, all the late R-rated or MA? I don't know. MA, I mean, AEW, they've gone back to the, like, trying to bring back the Attitude Era. There's so many wrestlers yeah. have quit WWE because it's a PG show. <laughs> it just sucks, dude. I, 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 they decided to bring Ronda Rousey, the WWE, but... She didn't go that far. And Kane Velasquez from UFC, he didn't do too good. I haven't seen it in so long, any wrestling, but um, John Cena and, and uh, his legacy, and they will forever yeah, Dave, free in my mind. Uh, Dave Batiste has gone into Hollywood. Randy Orton, he was in The Condemned too. Steve Austin was oh, in yeah. Condemned. That was some good stuff. No, uh, Dave Bautista was great in all the movies that he's done. I didn't even notice yeah. it sometimes. Like, he was in Blade Runner 20... What was it called? Blade Runner 2049 or something? I don't know. Mm. Um, he was one of the main characters. I didn't even really notice, like, because he's just that good at acting. You know? How do they get so good at acting in his wrestlers? I don't know. But, um, and the big show was in a movie called uh, Vendetta that I saw last night on Amazon Prime. Ah. Kane, he was in a movie called Sino Evil. I haven't seen it. Mm. Dave Bautista is also uh, in the Marvel movies. What's He's... Uh, I can't think of the character's name, but he's mm. pretty much Dave Bautista. Oh. He's, Strong guy, and uh, he's a little bit, uh, mm. he's so good, mm. interesting. Like the old WWE games, you remember the SmackDown versus Raw <laughs> games, they were the best, but I feel that since they moved to 2K, it's just the same shit, it's just boring. Yeah, I, like, I you, watch, you mm. watch a preview, you kind of know the story because it's so scripted now, like. It's just dull. Whereas yeah. back in the ECW days, they they just go full ball in the ring. And that's what made it engaging and entertaining, dude. It's just it's shit now. To uh, to PG. Yeah. It's a Who knows, show. man? You know, maybe. You, yeah. You know, they come maybe out. Maybe come back. Yeah, they came out with a game. Uh, that's it's. Who are they targeting? kids yeah you gotta make that money i guess 
Yeah. I do remember um I remember playing like the PS1 or PS2 WWE and I it was just so it was so ridiculous, you know, like you what's that called? Like money in the bank or something? Or no no no, the cage the cage match or something like that. Yeah and you like you like nation chamber and the steel cage match. Yeah. It just crazy, like and you you like dragging people to the top of the cage and like and like throw them off it and then like get a chair and like mm. do like a yeah I don't even know what you call it but uh, I just thought that was the best thing when I was like seven years old and I was like wow this is what this is what wrestling is this is what real life is like well there was a time where the undertaker threw mankind off the hell in the cell <laughs> I'm serious yeah, I'm gonna YouTube that right now <laughs> I don't because if you do YouTube, gonna take this down. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is what I remember the video game being like. Just like yeah. super. Just watch that in your own time because they'll pull this episode down because of copyright, and I don't want that. Oh, gotcha. So like, don't don't play it on the stream. Is what you mean? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm just Check quickly. I've got it in the background right now. Is this the actual? Is this the actual commentators? It sounds like they remind me of the guys from South Park. The voices. I'm. Do, I, do you want me to send you the video I'm watching? I'm sure you know the clip. What happens in it? Yeah. Well, speaking of South Park, they have a principal named PC Principal. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, like PC, and they have he has like PC babies as well. Have you is, did you watch the latest season of South Park? No, I heard they did a pandemic special. Uh, it's such a yeah, they did. It's such a funny show, like it's a terrible show, but I sometimes enjoy watching it. And I, there's this one, you know. Randy yeah. Marsh, he's growing his weed farm and he's going on about integrity. Everything's about integrity. <laughs> I love it. I think it's very like poignant yeah. social commentary and they, the way that they tackle social issues is very clever. <laughs> very they, crude. They take the piss out of all the panic buying and the face masks as well. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I love it. The, oh, um, God. And this, so the PC principal, uh, so there's, there's a principal of school is a PC principal and then they get, uh, they get a teacher and it's called strong woman or something. Mm. And, uh, it's kind of like this opposing two like unstoppable forces opposing each other. It's like the PC principal and like the strong woman. And it's like, not, neither of them can like say anything and they're like, I don't know, mm. have to watch it. Yeah, I think they do that very cleverly. Have you seen at all the, the creators of South Park have just launched this YouTube series called Sassy Justice? No, what is it? I'm going to send you a YouTube clip right now. So they basically have brought in a team of people to to, uh, to work on deepfakes. Do you know what that is? Deepfake? No. It's like the, Face swap technology, yeah. Face swap and like voice swap technology. 
Mm. Um, so they essentially like they bring in, they brought in a team of experts to make these videos where they've got like Donald Trump saying all this like ridiculous stuff. Well, Donald, Donald Trump was Mr. Garrison. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Garrison did the best form of Donald Trump. That was funny. Check out that. So, um, from me. Oh, yeah, I can see it in the chat here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. this is like world class technology. Like, they brought in the best people in the world to make these videos that are just like comedy skits where they have, mm. you know, like Donald Trump saying all this stuff that like he never said. And, but it looks real, like it's scarily real, you know? Mm. And yeah, just thought the South Park creators are pretty interesting guys. Mm. You watching yeah. the video? Huh? Are you watching the video at the moment? No, not at the moment. Watch it after, tell me what you think. Can you watch the video and talk on Zoom at the same time? I reckon, as long as you have your computer speakers muted. Yeah. You have three headphones, yeah? Yeah. No, I'll watch it after, dude. Because I can't Yeah, tell me what you think. No, nah, that's all good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. T, it was a great show with you today. It was great to be here and great to talk to you, man. I always love chatting. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure. Thank you. Where can people find you on your social media? Check out uh, who is T Lopia on Instagram or yeah, I'm there. Yeah.